I mean, you don't you don't have to if you want to grow up. No, no, it's fine. For me, it's the this ones. This is making me laugh. It's the enemy that looks like um, I call them the Iron Maiden. It's like uh, this kind of geisha-looking mask on top of this bell structure, and then um, they, like they swing these, around yeah. these hooked blades, and then if they get close to you, they'll open up their chest and then put you in their bell and then burn you alive. That's horrifying. Yeah. Horrifying. Yeah. I was playing uh, Dead most, by Daylight. Because they metal, most swords and shit can it. We're talking about Elden Ring, everyone. Just yeah. talking about our trips quite yet. <laughs> Not quite yet. Um, there's... Um, oh, fuck, I lost my train of thought. So, oh, yeah, I was playing, you know, Dead by Daylight. Yeah. So I was playing that the other day, and, like... That game's not as hard because it's you're quite literally playing against actual people. Yeah. Um, but the same kind of thing happens. Like, so the goal is you have to team up with your good guy friends to get everybody out of the area. And you do that by repairing broken stations and that, but you're exposed whenever you're in the process of repairing, which you have to like for a little bit. And Every once in a while, you'll be doing it, and you're like on a roll. You ain't got, and then just like the lady from Saw will just come out, and be like, dah, 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 dah. And you're oh like, well, I'm dead. I'm dead. And it, I, every time that happens, I put down the game and don't play it for like three months. Yeah, this is something that, uh, you know, what's funny is that the game is so long and so thick. Elden Ring is, is that. I think I've put it close to 100 hours in since I've had it for like, you know, two months or so, three months. And I'm nowhere near even the middle. <laughs> nice. Well, that's how with um, Breath of the Wild, which is like the first that style of game that I've ever really gotten into, like the big open world. Do yeah. what you want. Beat it on your own terms. There's a million different challenges. You don't really have to beat it. I'm always amazed because like I'm at the point where I'm like, I think I've done everything, like I've experienced everything, even if I haven't done every mission. And I look and it's like, oh, you've been playing for like, you know, 150 hours. And I go, Jesus, that's like so fucking much. I can't believe I spent that much. And then I look at the stats of like my friends who have played the game and they're on like 3000 hours. I'm like, what the, how do you have crazy, man? Now, granted, most of these people are fucking losers. You know who you are. Um, Rob. But it just it just <laughs> blows my mind because like <laughs> he's dead though he's the hand uh, Rob even, <laughs> Rob doesn't even have time for video games he's got too much going on yeah he's married he's working he's doing his thing yeah but I mean even as someone who doesn't have a lot going on it reaches the point where I'm like I you got 200 hours out of me that's that's all 60 bucks right there man yeah. I'm happy and if I'll pick it up every once hours. in a while out of a game that's worth the price of admission in my opinion i have to dock a couple points off of breath of the wild because every time he pulls out his hang glider i just lament the fact that that doesn't really exist in that sort of functional set and if it did i probably couldn't afford one so i, I get mad that. about that the same way i get mad at spider-man because i'm not him i hate that the weapons in that game break i know it's so annoying i mean like it's a fun strategy thing yeah. Um, I do enjoy like when I know a weapon's about to break, so you just stand really far away from someone and just fucking throw it at them. And that's <laughs> that's fun to do because like you're you're gonna get one more hit out of it anyway. You might as well throw it at them just to be a bitch. Uh, it's good stuff. Um, and so this is Hot Property. I'm Stephen Richards. My name is Dan Scully, and apologies for my weird voice. I've been screaming for a week because I went to two concerts back to back on the heels of spending 24 hours a day with my buddy scott who screams every fucking word he says at the top of his lungs hi scott so in order to compete <laughs> i had to uh really do a lot of yelling and i'm a loud guy to begin yeah. with. so apologies to for sounding like the crib keeper i i don't care how i sound you all can go fuck yourselves there you go. There you go. That's the spirit. Well, we're as at long as you property follow pod. us at property 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 It's actually just hot property pod. Don't try to slow that down and syllabize it out. Although, if somebody does and would like to type that out and shoot it to us over the Instagram, uh, whatever Steve just said, uh, there's like a this this jackass forever sticker is in it for you that you I'll can't also, see. I'll put it on a T-shirt and send it to you. There you go. That's the spirit. Um, 
So thank you for putting up with us on our break, listeners, because yeah. both Steve and I were out of town last week. Um, we have stories for you. Actually, yeah, I got, before we do that, though, I got to do a quick snack cupboard because this is already getting warm. Okay. But if you recall, remember I said that Mountain Dew is bringing back the Baja Blast, but in three separate flavors. <clears throat> and in order to get the very secret Mountain Dew Baja Blast Black, we had to collect all three flavors. And um, I have the first one here. Let's hear it. It's Mountain Dew Baja Gold. Ooh. You can see go with, by, with Guam Gold. You can see by the radioactive color <laughs> of, um, I would say, <clears throat> semi-dehydrated piss color that this is. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's probably going to be disgusting. It's a blast of natural and artificial pineapple flavor. They bold pineapple. It looks as if they just filled a Mountain Dew jar with original flavored Listerine. Yeah, well, no, the less the light. It's definitely more yellow. Okay, okay. Because, you know, the Listerine that's gold, it's like golden piss and it tastes worse. Now, I've been kind of uh, moving back towards watching what I eat a little better. And so I'm looking at this. There's no way I can have this whole bottle or I will die because it is 280 calories for the whole bottle. Oh, yeah. 74 is melted jolly Four carbs she's what's the uh, caffeine count on it doesn't say it, it should does, say on the label as uh, caffeine 91 milligrams per 20 fluid ounce and that's the 20 ounce bottle yeah okay so that's like a cup of coffee i know they're typically well, it's also got like 74 strong. oh yeah well that's that's also gonna give you a little boosty boost yeah all right let's try this it's going to give you a little Baja Blast. If you I know, know it's going to be disgusting. I feel like that's the appeal of Mountain Dew, though, is that it's disgusting. And it that's smells, why we love it. It smells like Mountain Dew. So Mountain Dew typically has like a citrus profile. Where is this one at? Did you hear that? I heard like... Mer- uh, Joe is still downstairs screaming about Elden Ring. That's so. That's why we're on the conversation when we hit record. By the way, um, I can hear my roommate just screaming in agony about his uh, his experience with Elden Ring right now, and I find it hilarious because that's where I'll be in a few hours. Um, it doesn't taste any more. It tastes like slightly more pineapple-y than regular Mountain Dew, but it tastes. It just tastes like Baja Blast. Fair enough. Look at the ingredients real fast. Yeah. Tell me if it contains actual juice, because that's one thing that uh, it says right here on the front contains zero percent juice. Now, that's not always the case for classic Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew does have juice in it. So this is wow. Yeah, I feel like Mountain Dew has like orange so, juice concentrate in a small amount. When they say it becomes opaque. When they say with a blast of natural and artificial pineapple flavor, there is no natural pineapple flavor because there's no juice. Natural flavor is one of those things that doesn't actually mean anything. It's one of those terms that has been like litigated down to meaning nothing. Awesome. You know, but it sounds it sounds good. But if you think about it, technically, everything is natural if you trace its ingredients far yeah. back enough. And so most natural foods, that, that's just, that means jack shit. You can put gasoline like, in um, a drink and that's all natural. It's all natural. It comes from the earth. Yeah. And it all goes all the way back to dinosaurs and they were natural. Yeah. And, but like everything, everything is natural because everything traces back to the Big Bang, which is the origin of all nature. And quite, I'm pretty sure that's quite literally like why you can legally say all natural, even if it's just like, you know, like a pencil eraser in a jar. You're like, <laughs> oh, it's it's all natural. Take a bite. I mean, well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you know, and like, yeah, it's. Oh, man, I'm getting like chills to like when I used to like bite the eraser in class and i get to the metal part and it would scratch my teeth and it goes yeah Yeah. chewing tinfoil yeah i used to be a a very very heavy pencil chewer yeah the um yeah all natural home style is another one that that doesn't that doesn't mean jack shit i probably well organic has certain standards but slowly but surely our beautiful our beautiful corporate society is slowly eroding the definition of organic much like we did with all natural Oh, homestyle is always my favorite. You've probably heard me make this joke a million times, but I love when it's like homestyle croutons. And you're like, yeah, just like when mom used to take stale bread, cube it, 
toss it in powdered cheese and place it just like that. Yeah, my Ooh. mom used to do that. My mom used to make her own croutons. Did she really? Yeah. I didn't know you were Italian. No, we're not. I didn't know you were. I, I don't even know if that's an Italian thing. I just I don't figured, think it is. I figured they'd be the ones. They were those dang Greeks. I just think that we had extra bread, and my mom was like, we can make croutons with this, and then did Oh, right on. <laughs> ah, the old poor people classic. That's how I discovered oh, no. Cheetos on ramen. Oh, baby. Um, <laughs> what did I do the other day? Oh, I just took, I made like a, uh, a quesadilla, but I didn't close it, and then I put chips in the middle of the quesadilla. Ooh. So it was like a, a little crunch wrap action. I just watched a video where somebody made a crunch wrap out of uh, like Chick Chick Fil A ingredients. Disgusting. So it was like no, it was like mac and cheese. I mean, they're a disgusting yeah, company, but you can't deny that it was like mac and cheese. Their chicken patty. They turned it into a crunch wrap of like a, a buffalo chicken crunch wrap. The point being, fuck Chick Fil A, but the point being, the point being, a buffalo chicken crunch wrap is something that appeals to to me up here and down here and i'm pointing at both my stomach and my dick and balls yeah yeah just that the the audience knows rob knows rob lows um and he probably would um no no i was saying rob rob low like rob lows oh, like right. there's more than one rob lows right 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 right, 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 right. Um, i ran the beat i said boy's soul, <laughs> boy's soul. <laughs> <laughs> fucking what was gonna say Ah, what fuck. were you gonna say? Hey, we're out of practice. We skipped a week, so we're know, like we're losers fucking, now. Let's tell. Let's tell some. Let's have some story time. Let's go. Let's tell her. Tell me about your trip, and then I'll. Okay. Fine. So, um, here's what we should do. We should go tit for tat with stories of increasing urgency and and or funniness. <laughs> okay. So the general shape of my trip was this. Uh, friends of mine know that uh, one of my favorite bands is the RX Bandits. They're the only band that I think uh, could eclipse the White Stripes as my favorite. And as of like this week, I think they actually probably have. Um, our expandits are very special to me because Jack it was White's something that... New album, though. Oh, what was that? Jack White's about to release a new album. Oh, he did. It's it's okay. Oh, damn. I thought he was like, I heard Dan Scully said the RX Bandits are his new favorite band. I'll show him. I'm uh, Jack White. Honestly, the... His most recent album, it's good, but it's like my least favorite thing he's ever put out. And even though it's not technically the White Stripes, it did sort of facilitate the squeezing out that I'm having right now and replacing with the Bandits. But growing up, me and my friends, were we, we went to all the RX Bandits shows. They only ever cost as much to keep the RX Bandits touring. They were always cheap. And in the town of Marlton, there was a, a pocket of RX Bandits fans, and we would always see each other at every show. High school reunions for me ended up becoming our expanded shows. And at the Philly show that my trip ended at, the same thing happened. Like 20 people from my youth were there and we all rocked out. It was amazing. But the night before they played in Boston. So me and a couple of my buddies, shout out Scott and Dennis, we decided we're going to see Boston and we're going to come down to Philly. But why not take the whole week and drive to Maine and then pass through Boston on the way back? And so that's what we did. We hit up Maine, ate like kings, uh, did some uh, hiking at uh, Arcadia National Park and uh, saw two bandits shows, one in Boston, one in Philly, and both were fantastic. There was, there was plenty of booze. There was some other things. The lateral, <laughs> there was a lot of, <laughs> it, was a, it was a fun weekend. And um, it was actually, it was one of those where I felt like an old man frequently because I couldn't go hard. Um, but it was also a really great, it was just a, it was great to get away. So that was what my trip was. And it was just for pleasure. There was no work involved. I had a little bit of work involved in my little bit. I mean, a, kind of a lot bit, but we got to drink while we we're doing it. Um, right on. I went to go to a site visit for an event that we're having in September. We had to go and like, look at the ground and see what we could affect branding wise. And, you know, talk with the hotel staff and plan everything out for our trip. So we're talking a site visit usually takes about three days. Um, so we flew out. I flew out Sunday night just so I could not, you know, I had a night to relax and I had to not hit the ground running Monday morning. Yeah, I hate that. Um, <clears throat> then we were leaving Wednesday afternoon. Uh, and then you know, and, and the first day we went to go see a couple of restaurants, a couple of 
uh, we went to go see the National Croquet Headquarters. Like croquet, the, the croquet the sport, yeah. Okay. Um, I did. I had no idea that that was even no in America, that let alone was, in Florida. Yeah, yeah. I was in I Palm, Palm Beach, Florida. I would have um, assumed that croquet was invented and popularized in like stodgy old London. I know, right? Yeah, you know, like in old timey times, no. like on on, oh. on Downton da- Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. They would, yeah, like they would play. Croquet. Well, I can. I mean, this is only. I think this might be the only the U.S. But oh, okay, okay. Because the grounds were so great, I loved them. And as soon as we walked in, this is at ten a.m. As soon as we walked in, they're like, "We made you guys some like really great uh, Tito's basil strawberry lemonade mixers," and I'm like, "Fuck yeah, let's go oh, for breakfast." Yeah. <laughs> I made a joke to Steve uh, because he was posting drinks on his Instagram. I was like, "How are you not blacked out? It's it's the daytime. You're posting these drinks, even <laughs> though it was only two pictures." Yeah, uh, one of them was just funny. Before it was my pre my pre flight beverage. Tradition. Yes. Well, what's funny is I'm sitting here at work and I'm watching your your Instagram story. I'm like, I haven't even hit lunch yet. She's yeah. fucking going. This is well, the best job every, ever. Everywhere we went, we were either like we were doing some kind of tasting or like site visit at the venue. So they were always like trying to schmooze us. Oh like, yeah, that's a cocktail. I'm like, all right, fucking whatever. That's great. Oh, uh, you were you were uh, Brian Lefebvre. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was Brian Lefebvre. Did you get off? Uh, no, no, uh, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> That's another sunny reference for you. They have a podcast, you can cut out the middleman guys, listen yeah. right to them. <laughs> um, so oh, so when I first landed there, I said uh, my room wasn't ready yet, so I sat down at the bar and I met the, the bartender whose name was Kyle, and Kyle will come back up later on. <laughs> <laughs> Did his last name happen to be Rittenhouse? And is no, this going to no, no, fuck okay. no, no, that'd be terrible. No, he was a really good dude. He was actually okay. he was visiting. <laughs> Shout out to Kyle. He's uh, not the opposite of that. Okay. He uh he was the the four seasons that we were staying at actually called him from another location because they were short staffed. So he's been living at this hotel for three months. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So I was like, he's like, I thought they would put me up in, a, in some kind of like closet, but I actually got a pretty nice view. And I was like, hell yeah, Kyle, get it. Nice. Uh, so I sat down, had a Jameson ginger. So I had, had two of them actually, because my room wasn't ready yet. Then I was re- my room was ready. And um, I fucking went up to my room and I just zonked out. I just nice. Felt, I, I felt I, I walked the beach a little bit. Uh, kind of like get like a, a head head start of the ground site visit and it's a great hotel right on the beach the view the first night oh the first night we had a thunderstorm Ooh. that was that was fun to watch over the beach over, over the ocean oh yeah my grandparents used to live in sarasota florida well near sarasota it was longboat key and um that was one of the like their porch was open over yeah. the sarasota bay and when a storm rolls in well, you're looking out over the water. Yeah. Safely. There's nothing more meditative and peaceful. It's so nice. Um, I had octopus every day. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. You've had more octopus in that day than I will have in my whole life. And you could have had just one meal to earn that honor. Dude, but- I had octopus because this other one of my coworkers, shout out to Jackie. Um, she also loved octopus. And so everywhere we went to eat. We were like read the menu and I like kind of make a look at each other like doing some octopus. Like, yep. <laughs> well, I, I've had I had grilled octopus. Why? Like, I what had, is the flavor of octopus that draws you back? Because I don't understand uh, man, why. I don't know. Well, right now it's out of spite because I know how much you hate it. <laughs> of course. And like, I, I only like I've had squid and even that I can't really wrap my head around. And I don't really like it, but it yeah. doesn't have flavor to me. It's just a gross texture. And I feel like octopus is the same. Like, is there a flavor profile? Yeah, and it's don't like, don't uh, fucking say umami. It's like a it's umami. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's I would say it's like uh, it's gonna sound fucking not appetizing, but like an like an overcooked scallop. It's got the scallopy texture. Okay, because I love scallops. Yeah, but so... like it's, it's harder. It's a little bit harder than a scallop. Okay, yeah, I've overcooked a scallop where it's rubbery. Is yeah. the flavor similar? Like the flavor? With, yeah, yeah. On a, a scallop, like, you got the exhale, and then you get that good flavor. Well, the flavor is similar, but like also, like I think octopus is 
more susceptible to whatever you're seasoning it with or marinating it in. Yeah, I guess the scallop really is just it's, it's yeah. just a single circle that doesn't do shit. Octopus has nooks and crannies everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I, had a, I had a lot of different versions of octopus. It was great. What was the best version and the worst version of octopus? The worst one was at the Mexican restaurant that I forgot what it was called, but they had they had a fucking... If you thought Guy Fieri's trash can nachos were um, the eighth wonder of the world... And to be clear, I did not think that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had it. I had. I thought that for a little bit. Um, I mean, I would totally fuck one up. <laughs> this I've never seen a larger tower of nachos in my entire life. And we ordered two of them for the table, and there was only eight of us. I'm like, guys, we can't eat all these nachos, man. This is gonna be. And then we that was on top of the food that we already ordered. We ordered that. And it had night. octopus in it. No, we we got we got a separate side of octopus for oh, okay, okay. Jackie and myself. The octopus, uh, the octopus Again, connoisseurs, the you... octopodes, yeah, yeah, octobros. I feel like, uh, I, like I support the violent elimination of octopi from our earth, but I just I can't figure out why we'd eat it after we killed them. To gain their knowledge and strength, man. We talked about this before. Yeah, I know that's true. You get their memories. Um. So yeah, octopus every day. Let me tell you, and I text you a lot of photos of octopus as I was eating it. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I actually looked at them like it's live octopus that freaks me out. The dead cooked stuff, it freaks me yeah. out a little, but I am fascinated by food enough that it's it's a you know it, I, I'm curious, like I it blows my mind that anybody saw an octopus and thought food. That is insane to me. But then again, I don't think I could have looked at a cow and thought food. And I love beef. So maybe I'm just maybe I'm just completely biased on a cellular level. And I am just an octopusist. So the one the one that I sent you. And I said that I'll stop sending you photos yeah, like that. That to me does not look gross until I notice the suction cup. So this is this was the best octopus I had, and I'll I'll, t- I'll explain to you why. Whatever sauce this is was uh, just tangy and delicious. And these little like um, they were served like tiny potato slices and tight like tiny potato yeah. rounds. And, I'm on like, board because of the scalloped potatoes and the chips. And that was a French restaurant. And now, what? How do you eat that? Is that a cut it up, or is it like a roll it up like I a burrito? My jaw like Scooby Doo and slid the <laughs> plates contents right into my gullet. <laughs> That's the way to do it. What I would have done is I would have stood up and ran to the hotel and then gotten under the blankets and tried to forget what octopuses <laughs> are. Um, no, I just eat it with a fork. You know, you try to get a little bit of everything. But that restaurant was not very good. Um, we had we had a reservation for seven people at seven. Uh, eight people. Do you remember? Seven. Oh, that makes it harder to remember. Eight people at seven. We get there and like nobody's in the restaurant. And they're like, oh, we need, we haven't got your table ready to go yet. And I'm like, uh, and they even sent the person who made the reservation a text message half an hour before the reservation. Like, hey, just so you know, you have a reservation <laughs> at seven o'clock. And, Ke- and Kelly, bless her heart, was the one running it. Wait, were you were you eating at Best Buy? No. Because oh, that sounds a lot like my experience. And that's yeah, that's pretty much a Best Buy thing. But, they, but you would think that if they were texting you, hey, make sure that you're there, dude, that they yeah. would have it ready. Are you ready to receive the television? Yeah. Or right, you're, yes, I you're am. Not fucking, you had no appointment. Yeah. Okay, fucking Best Buy, get the fuck out of here. Um, and so that was kind of strike one, and then strike two was they sat us at a four top. Eight people sat at a four top, and I know it was a four top because the table dressed right next to us was the same size, except they had four place settings and four chairs. Ours had eight of each, and then it started singing. It's not the same old song. Yeah, and then but I can also see. I can also see in front up. of me, fucking three tape like three long tables that were like the half booth, half chair thing. Mm-hmm. That we easily could have sat over there. I don't know why we didn't sit us over there. Because they're fucking psychos who, who think octopi is food. Thank God we only stayed for appetizers because that was the best appetizer I've had ever. Nice. And they were like, we're, we're fucking off. And the guy comes over. He's like, was everything okay? And I was like, no, you French bitch. We're leaving because he sat <laughs> us at a fucking four top. And your waitress is kind of a bitch to us. So that's, he said, yeah. and I was like, fuck you. What a war, asshole. And I fucking... <laughs> 
threw my martini in his face. And he just retreated. And he ball sack. And he's like, he's like, I'm so sorry. And I was, and I beat him to death with a baguette. <laughs> he's like, I, I wish to retreat. I stopped beating. I wish to retreat. Yeah. I, I'll tell you my this first is meal. Cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> so when we first arrived at Maine, we're all sleep deprived and insane. And um, I'm talking to my buddy on Twitter who, who uh, Chip Chantry, shout out local comedian. Um, so I'm talking to him about, uh, he loves Bar Chip Harbor. Chip also sounds like um, the least successful golf pro on the PGA Tour. Yeah. <laughs> it's me, Chip, Chip Chantry. It's like he has he got he got a what's it called a uh, a satellite. Like, uh, I can't I can't think of golf terms, uh, but I was what I was trying to suggest is that it took him twenty strokes on a par on like a par two. <laughs> but um, the uh, so Chip was telling us about places to go, and so I pipe up in the car. I was like, uh, if we want a lobster roll, there's a place that I think is near where we are called Lunts, L U N T S. Yeah. And sure enough, we, we passed it like two seconds later. So we pulled in and I'll tell you what, it was a tiny little shack, but it stank so good because not only was it cooking lobster in there, but they just had a barbecue pit out front. So it just smelled like awesome. heaven. And it's like the fresh air of Bar Harbor because there's nothing up there, but like four families and a couple yeah. of tourists. Bar and Harbor. Bahaba. And Bahaba was so, the air was so crisp and fresh that I felt like intoxicated by it. So we're like, we're like cleansed and ready to eat. And so I think it was like $28 because of market price for this tiny little lobster roll, but it was worth every decadent penny I spent on it. And it was nice. butter finished as I prefer. I love it was just finished. good bread, butter finished on uh, a side of chips and the best part about it is we all sit down it's our first like big meal besides rest stop food on a nine and a half hour drive it's our first lobster in Bahaba, Maine and so I pick it up take a bite I'm like oh yeah hell yeah this is delicious Dennis he takes a bite and then Scott takes a bite and like a significant por- portion of his lobster falls on the floor oh no <laughs> <laughs> and he was justifiably sad um <coughs> Oh my god! And what was so funny about it is he sits down. He was like, uh, "Either you guys want my chips," and we're both like, "We'll eat your chips." So he tosses the bag over, and then he bit into it. And he's like, "It's good." Oh shit! And it like a piece hits the floor, and then he took the chips back. Oh my god! Because <laughs> he knew he was gonna want to eat some chips. Now that said, he didn't lose all of his lobster. It was just like a big chunk. Yeah. But it was the funniest thing. And we're all like, dude, just fucking pick it up and eat it, man. Who gives a shit? Like, let's go. You're eating a bug from dude, the floor. Let's go. I would have picked that shit right up. I would have rinsed it in the bathroom and eaten it. I mean, but it was just the funniest thing. And so, like, throughout the entire trip, no matter what Scott picked up, we'd be like, try not to drop it, buddy. And it it was one of those like uh-huh. long-term bro jokes that starts to happen that leads yeah. to a lot of fun. That, it was a good sure time. He's going to, you know, have the, uh, the, the therapy about that when he gets back as well. Eh, All my I friends think, were making fun of me because I dropped my lobster. I would say for many reasons that I won't get into, I'm pretty sure that most of the trip is a blur to that man. So we're yeah. good. <laughs> you were only uh, an hour 45 away from where I went to school in man. In Rock. Oh, nice. Oh, right on. Yeah, and you were only um 30 minutes away from Ellsworth, Maine. Okay. I think I we a, passed through Ellsworth. At some I point. have a friend named Ellsworth. Oh, nice. Shout I take out the, Ellsworth. I take the Ellsworth uh federal uh Broad Street line stop typically. Cool. Yeah. Um, all right, so <laughs> back to Florida. Yeah, what's going on Meanwhile, in Florida? Florida? So after we left that restaurant, we went back to the bar. And we were like, this is this was where we should have been the whole time. And so we ordered more appetizers instead of entrees. We were just like, let's just do it family style again. And then I had maybe the best thing I've ever eaten. I'm holding my hand up to my screen in case it's octopus. No, it's not. I'm not going to. I already texted you this. Okay. Um, I had maybe the best thing I've ever had in my entire life because for the first time ever, and this is actually the second night I've had it in a row. I had uh, Wagyu beef. <sighs> so good. And so marbly and fatty and tender. It's like red pepper sauce and like this red wine sauce. And it just fucking cut it with a fork, melts in your mouth. 
the umami flavor was just out of this world. Um, no, it was it was it was it was pretty much indescribable. Uh, There's only way, the only way that you could actually understand what it was like to eat that is to eat it yourself. Uh, so I, if you have the opportunity to do that, do it because it was fucking rocking. I have a couple frozen Wagyu beef patties in my fridge because that's the new hip thing. So supermarkets are carrying it now. And it's not going to be the same as if you go no. to a nice resort, but uh, it's uh, it's fun. It was also really cool because like the chef came out and talked to us and he was like, hey, do you like the food? And we were like, no, do you have any Domino's pizza? That <laughs> <laughs> no, was great. And um, <laughs> what if he was just like... <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> to go get your Domino's. So with dinner, I was having. Apparently, Jameson Ginger was my drink because, and it was there wasn't a, there wasn't a lot of people at the resort because it was like Monday through Wednesday, and that's not really, and it's also the off season at the moment because people don't want to go to Florida in the summer, and so off season, off week, and it was pretty much just our group and another group who was also looking to have an event there at another time, and so. They got to, the staff got to know us pretty well, and the guy he, the next morning, the guy who was uh, or the next day as we were getting ready to leave, I like had another Jameson ginger. He's like another Jameson ginger for the road, right? And I was like, yeah, you know, I, I drink Jameson ginger a lot, so That's much so the best fact. drink. Well, yeah, it's great. Yeah, I think like. All things considered, uh, any form of whiskey soda, like that's that's a winner. That's my favorite category. So I'm with we, you. We have a per diem. Uh, and if I were to order every cocktail as one of the $30 cocktails they have on their menu, which were good, by the way, don't get me wrong. Uh, I'd run, I wouldn't, I'd only be able to have two drinks. Yeah, that's no. true. So what's funny is before I get, like, as I'm at the hotel and like all my bags are all ready to go and we're waiting for the truck or the, the van to bring us to the airport. I'm like, all right, Kyle, let me have one for the road, man. And he's like, you know, he grabs the he grabs the bottle of Jameson off the <laughs> rag. He's like, you know, when we started this, this bottle was full. <laughs> oh, he's the man. I love this guy. And and he's I so much better than Kyle Rittenhouse. He was like, he's like, and I haven't served anybody else Jameson. So congratulations, because I've never seen this happen in my entire career. I was like, you never seen somebody kill a bottle of Jameson over three days? Like, that's not really a big deal. <clears throat> I've done that at home plenty of times. Yeah. And I was like, can I keep the bottle as a souvenir to remind me of our friendship? And he said, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he said no, because if I don't, if I don't hand this bottle in, they won't give me a fresh bottle. And I was like, well, I want the next person to come to have a fresh bottle of Jameson. And then like, as I leave, my twin walks in. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Stevens. Richard Stevens. <laughs> Richard Allen Stevens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was a good, that was probably my favorite part of the trip is when Kyle was like, well, when we started this, this bottle was full. Kyle sounds like a cool dude. Yeah, he was really, he was a lot of fun. A lot of good, I, very good dude. I'll tell you my funny favorite story from the trip. So we went to Arcadia National Park. And so we went online to check out the different trails that you could hike. And we found one called the Beehive Trail. It's the second hardest. Sponsored There's, by Beyonce. Yes, <laughs> sponsored by Beyonce. Um, uh, it's the Beehive Trail. There was one more higher than it. Now, none of these are like deadly. These are all tourist friendly. I mean, I, they can be deadly. Um, the other one we, we did not find. But on day two was our trip to Arcadia. Since we got to Maine in like the early afternoon we mostly just ate and drank the first night we didn't really do yeah. anything and we're so all of us were relatively that's my favorite hungover. way to land no matter how early i get there yeah we were like let's get some food we'll talk to some locals we hit a couple breweries we made friends with people from denmark um we facetimed jenna from the bar it was a fun time and it was uh it was just a good night of just good old-fashioned revelry on the streets of uh streets of maine and so the next day we're going to go hiking and we all wake up like, all right, we're all late thirties. And we definitely did. We tied one on last night. Let's go climb a fucking mountain. And so we found the beehive trail. I forget what the hardest one was called. And I could be wrong about that, but the beehive the trail is meant to trail. be challenging. And so we did it. We climbed this, this fucking mountain. It was a trail through the woods and then it was, you know, up rocks. But then there was points where you're literally climbing 
on a cliff and there's just metal bars in the rocks that you grab onto. Now, you know, there's plenty of space that you, if you were to even fall, you're not going to fall off the mountain, but it is very scary. It was definitely intense, especially because it was kind of crowded. So it would get backed up as somebody is moving a little slow. So then you're just standing there on a cliff face, like, yeah. all right, wait a couple minutes. But we finally got up to the top and at the top of the mountain, there's this thing called the bowl. And the bowl is you're standing on top of the mountain and there's a like just in front of you, just a giant open field with a lake in the middle and then way across the way, another mountain. It's vast. It's huge. It's gorgeous. So because we're all adult men, we decide we're going to start trying to make echoes. So we're just screaming off the top of the mountain trying to get echoes. And it's not really working. We're kind of getting echoes. And then out of nowhere, Dennis just goes, can I get a yeah? And he throws that out there and we're waiting for an echo. But instead of an echo, way on the other mountain, we just hear a, yeah so now so now it's fucking on so scott but what's great is because there's a sound delay scott goes marco hello (laughs) so then i did the uh when i say ha you say ha 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 and like and that was the end of it these people were so far away that I know right now at least one other person who I never saw before who I've never even met has told a very similar story to the one that I'm telling yeah. you about their trip to Maine. And it's all, I, I love that that seeds out there in the world. Cause I'm going to tell my story to some chap at a bar someday. And he's going to be like that, ha, huh? that was me. And, yeah, right? ah! and, but it was just the hardest we left. And then we got high on top of the mountain and climbed down. The descent is much easier because it's just paths. Yeah, I thought because it was a main, the bowl at the top of the mountain was going to be like a guy with a bowl, like, hey, man, you earned it. When I tell you that that joke was made, <laughs> that joke was made. Yeah. Not by me, but by Dennis about seven times. <laughs> oh, well, Dennis and I are friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dennis is actually a good, a good travel guy. And at the top of the mountain, we met a very cool dog. He was with people, but I didn't talk to them. Oh. Scott and Dennis talked to the people. I just hung out with the dog. I'll actually send you a picture I took with the dog on the slide. It was creepy and fun. Oh, you know, but, um, cool. okay. Acadia National Park is like, it's it was gorgeous. It was really cool. Right on the harbor. So you could see cruise ships coming in and out. You could see fishing boats. There was even like just off in the distance, like a classic dinghy. And all you could hear was the mists and the waves. But the dinghy like, bing, bing. Bing, bing, coming over the wind yeah. it was fucking i felt like willem dafoe in the lighthouse i just wanted to eat beans and fart and yell about lobster it was incredible um speaking of dogs though uh an interesting thing about the hotel i was at is that they have an emotional support dog on oh t- nice and his name is fort and he's a very good boy no nah, oh, he's probably the best boy it was his birthday while we were there too oh yo shout out to fort happy yeah, birthday fort, dude doing it Doing the good work, uh, helping more people than I will ever help in my life. And we're getting him uh, for our event. We're getting him a branded bandana and a branded leash. Nice. Yeah. And he'll probably be like, "Thank you," because he's so good. He's like, "The dog just fucking talked. He thanked me for the bandana." Um. So there was uh, a big hiccup right at the end of my trip. <laughs> <laughs> I've been dying to hear this because I heard about this during my trip. So as as I'm waiting to go to the airport, having that Jameson Ginger and having that conversation with Kyle, um, me and my uh, travel teammate slash coworker slash friend Joel, who's on the same flight as me, we get the same uh, alert saying that our flight's been pushed back half an hour. No big deal. That happens. Happens all the time. It's it's one of these flights that goes back and forth from Philly to Palm Beach, Philly to Palm Beach all day. Yeah. yeah. So if one gets backed up, the rest are a domino effect. Yeah. It's like the trolleys into West Philly. Yeah. Uh, and so there were two groups going to the airport, the early group at 415, the late group at 445. Uh, our flight gets delayed again another 15 minutes. I don't Ugh. see it as that big of a deal because it's less time than it was delayed before. Maybe they're just, you know, it should have been yeah. 45 the first time. And then they were just like, we need an extra. Yeah. It's progress. It. Yeah. Um, and so at that point, we're like, let's take the late 
transport. So we leave for the hotel, for the airport, me and Joel on the same flight. And uh, these two women, Olivia and Kim, who are on the same flight to uh, Charlotte, where they will take separate flights, one to DC and one to uh, another place. Um, I just want to throw this out there. In my life, I have known a woman named Olivia Kim. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So thankfully, Kim hooked us up. up Kim hooked us up and she, she has access to the Centurion Lounge, the American. Yes. We had some free beverages and food while we waited to see what's going on. And so let's say that I forget what the actual gates are, but let's say the Philly teams at B6 and Charlotte teams at B11. Um, And me and Joel are tracking our flight. It hasn't even left Philadelphia yet. And now it's supposed to to leave at 640 originally. Now it's like five o'clock and the sales have left. Five fifteen. You know the airlines are pretty short staffed generally right yeah. now, and like having a rough go of it. So we're we're looking, we're tracking this flight, and now the other problem is that there's storms in the Northeast. So Team Charlotte's flight is at, is at the airport. They just can't leave because of the storm. Yeah. The FAA is like, we can't. Um, no one can go in the air right now. Fair. So we get an alert. All four of us get an alert this time as we're in the as we're in the lounge, and it switches our gates. So now they have the plane that hasn't left Philly yet, and we have the plane that's here uh, that can't leave. Now that's progress for us. Yes, shit for for them. them. And so Kim, we all look (laughs) at our phones at the time. Kim looks at me and Joel, and she's like, "Did you motherfuckers just steal our plane?" And I was like, Kim, you really can't yell that. We're at a, we're at the smallest airport I've ever been to. They will they will tackle you down. Um, that's that's the that's the power of the octopus, man. Yeah, you got the flight in your in your direction. So Russell, don't be too hasty because there's a lot left. Uh, hail Hydra. <laughs> so fucking, uh, it gets to like the point of we're about to board. Okay, so Joel and I get this is like seven o'clock now. It gets a little hazy from here because, like I said, there was free drinks at the lounge. And at that um, point, you want to drink. You want to yeah. just, yeah, because you're going to be on a flight at 10 o'clock at night. So let's say we get there at 7, 6.45, 7 o'clock, we get to the the gate. And at 8 o'clock, they said the, the FAA is going to call the pilot, and then they're going to make a decision. 8 o'clock comes, no call. Hopefully it's not an executive no decision. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, I checked a bag. So if we, if we like Joel, at this point, Joel and I are toying with the idea of just staying another night. Yeah. yeah. The next morning. Um, but I checked a bag and I was like, how do I get that? I mean, I guess I could just send it to Philly and they'll hold it for me. But um, I was like, Hey, how do I get my bag off? Blah, blah, blah. And like, if you want to get your bag off, you got to make a decision now. And I told that to Joel and Joel was like, let's just call it. And this time it was like eight 45 and they, Ended up leaving at 1130. Damn. Yeah. At that point, stay the night. So I, so we decided to stay the night. We got a Hilton by the airport. And let me tell you the, the, the stark contrast. Oh yeah. Going from a four seasons to a Hilton by the airport, which, uh, so we, two two things happen at the airport, sleeping and hookers. No, this is even better. I got it. This is, this is, I couldn't even believe it. At, at an airport hotel is what I mean. Yeah. So the airport hotel ran me about 160 for the night, which isn't bad. For, Not bad. I just yeah. needed a bed and a bar. Uh, so I'm out, at, I'm outside of the bar. They have an outdoor area because uh, we were also like, I want to go swimming too. But there's a bunch of shitty fucking kids in the pool and I didn't want to hang out with them. Um, so I just sat at the, at the outside bar and uh, I ordered a drink, James and Ginger, obviously. And then I like kind of step 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 away from the bar area to smoke a cigarette. And I see the bartender go run inside to the hotel to get something. And this big Florida trash motherfucker and like it is like sitting at the ta- like the four tops or the high tops by the bar. And they're all they're all like obvious Florida trash. And this big yeah, dude. Yeah. With like redneck with a red hat, he called. He I heard him call himself a redneck a million times. Oh no! So is that a proud redneck? Cut off sleeves, belly hanging out. I see him go up and then behind the bar, and I'm like, "What's this motherfucker doing?" 
I'm like, I, now I don't know the relationship between him and the bartender. Maybe they know each other. Maybe that's something that happens all the time. It's I've weird had that your cheers would be a bar, would be a airport. Hotel, yeah, by the airport, whatever. Maybe they travel a lot. I don't know. So then I, I'm sitting next to Kim, who's eating her food. And all of a sudden, the bartender comes back and starts flipping out on this trash family. Yeah. So are you guys in the camera? Like, what the fuck are you doing behind my bar? You can't fucking do that. You're all cut off. Come up here and close out because I'm not fucking serving the other drop. And then this woman, the woman from the group gets in the bartender's face because obviously it's the bartender's fault that her shitty husband decided to act like a fool. And the woman says something that really confused the hell out of me to the bartender. She said, you can't talk to me like that. I spent $20,000 at this hotel. And I'm like, I'm like, first of all, not a good look when people start bragging about how much money they spend somewhere. You're going to lose the argument. You've already lost when you start. To after being in this hotel for about 10, 15 minutes, I do not see how you can spend (laughs) $20,000 in a hotel like this. The hotel I I was just at, you can spend $20,000 there in about six hours. I feel like at this place, they would let you take the Jameson bottle home, though. Yeah, she definitely would have. Yeah. Um, but it they'd was be like, they'd be like, sleep with this next to you. You might need it to defend yourself. I was like, out of towner. I turned to Kim and I was like, this is a very different vibe from what we just came. <laughs> <laughs> Don't order the octopus tacos at that place. No. Although we did get, I might get in trouble for saying this. Um, and someone in our party got the, the bang bang shrimp from the hotel okay and was almost late to the uh shuttle the next morning at 5 a.m because uh they texted they texted me the shrimp was a bad idea (laughs) (laughs) oh man if it was bad food poisoning i don't think i'd be able to fly no no no, it was just it was just you know had to had to take care of business before the flight uh tcob and p-o-o-p and (laughs) Yeah, gotcha. Um, and then so we we ended up booking a flight for the next morning. Like I said, we had we were on the shuttle at 5 a.m. Our flight left at 6:10. I was home by nine. I was walking through the door by 10:30 in the morning. Not bad. But after after like all of it and like how tired I was, I just I the the only thing I did on Thursday was a couple of things that I wrapped up by 12:30. Then I sat on my couch and binged the Umbrella Academy until I went to sleep. Oh, nice. I hear that show's good. I, I have not seen it yet. It's good. Where something really interesting happened this season where I had I had the subtitles on because I, I couldn't fucking hear what they were saying. Normally, I'm not a subtitle guy, but I had them on this time. And all of a sudden, it said, House of the Rising Sun by Jeremy Renner. And I'm like, wait, the Jeremy Renner? And I, I, I knew he had a band. On Twitter, yeah. I knew he had a band, but I was like, oh, shit. Worlds are colliding because now Hawkeye is singing a song for this other comic book by my chemical romance creator, Gerard Way. Wait, that's who that's by? Yeah. I did not know that. Oh, I'm getting even more into this. Nice. I love Jeremy Renner. <laughs> 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 no, honestly, though, I do. I enjoy Jeremy Renner. Yeah, I, I, mean, remember, I knew he had a Do you remember the, the app? Do you remember I knew the he Jeremy had a Renner band, but I assumed it sucked, so I never, like, sought it out. Oh, but it I, I gave it a listen just out of curiosity. It sucks. <laughs> it's fucking okay, good. Out of, out of the Avengers bands, who has the best one? Uh, Renner's music was better than Robert Downey Jr.'s music. I'll give it that. That might just be a genre thing, though. What about Tom Hiddleston? Does he have a band? Well, he did that album for uh, the movie he did. Oh, uh, I Saw the Light? Yeah. Where he played Hank Williams. Actually, to tell you what, that movie's not very good, but he's pretty, like really good in it. And um, yeah, actually, he might have my favorite of the bands, his <laughs> fake Hank Williams Jr. band. Um. I guess he really can't count Kevin Bacon as part of the MCU yet. Not yet, but I mean, I guess he wins, even though I don't like have any love for the Bacon brothers. I couldn't tell you a song of theirs. What about Sylvester Stallone? Is he in? Oh, well, he was in Rhinestone. <laughs> um, not going to lie, as much as I love Rhinestone, it's not for the reason of the music being good or the movie being good or the performances being good. I like it for other reasons that I can't put into words. So uh, that's definitely not in the running. Also, Miley Cyrus is in the MCU. You know what? Honestly, she probably gets it as long as I don't have to hear a god-awful speaking voice. Yeah, she does have a bit of a marble mouth, doesn't she? Well, it's just, it's not even that. Like, it's just that she has a cadence that, that like makes me feel nauseous. I don't know. It's the you weirdest that? thing. 
She's just a fucking cunt. <laughs> no, here's the thing. She seems like she's legit she's super like, cool. Yeah, I, like, I she think seems- that. It, like I, I was like my barometer for celebrities, like would I want to have a beer with this person? And I think Miley makes that cut. She makes that cut, but I'd be like, any thoughts you have, if you could please sing them to yeah. me rather than speak them, because it freaks me out. You look like you're being dubbed at all times. It's weird. You know who's not on that list, and I think it's because uh, I don't want to be disillusioned. Is Chris Pratt? See, I get the sense that Chris Pratt is probably extremely nice. I don't think he's this this weird guy that everyone thinks he is. I just think he's just like fucking laser focused and and is a family man now in Hollywood. I don't know. I think he, he fucked up because his previous wife seemed super cool. I just I don't know. Talk about God or something, man. I I feel like I'll put it this way. I know that everybody has an opinion about Chris Pratt's religion. You know who I've never heard say a fucking word about it? Chris Pratt. Have you so you don't follow him on Instagram then? No, why would I follow him on Instagram? That's every post he's got. Is it really? It's about Jesus Christ and how thankful uh, that Jesus has given him the powers to act like Mario in the new upcoming animated movie. For wait, for real? No, not I mean not that verbatim, but it's still, you know. Yeah, yeah, I feel it. Eh, well, okay. God well, then centric. I, I'll eat my words on that one, but I, I just don't find myself in the business of following Chris Pratt on Instagram. Why would I want to do that? Well, uh, I think because <laughs> like, he had he had like a contest to win like a Traeger grill. Okay, um, whatever, whatever. I'll just fucking buy a grill if I want a grill so goddamn bad. Do you want to? <laughs> do you have any more but, stories? Oh, I've got weekend? some more stories. Okay. Um, Chris Pratt would make my list, but he's certainly not high on it. He probably. I mean, he, hopefully, that's what we would do first: is get high. Well, I would be like, dude, you got to tell me about your father-in-law, Arnold Schwarzenegger. What do you yeah. know? Tell me some shit. Now that's a guy that I'd love to have a beer with. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, oh hell oh, yeah, yeah. He's on he'd, have his, he'd have his stogie out. He'll be drinking his his yeah his Oktoberfest. Other uh, German stereotypes. You'd be talking shit about Carl Weathers. Oh yeah. Oh Carl Weathers might be the top of the list for no because I'm gonna say somebody else. You're probably like no, actually Billy D. Williams is definitely top of the list. Uh, Carl Weathers is up there because like Apollo Creed is is an extremely important fictional character in the annals of fictional characters in my life, and Predator was formative, as was Arrested Development. I was just saying, Arrested Development. Yeah. I still quote, and you got yourself a stew. And baby, you got time. a stew going. <laughs> got a stew going. <laughs> Do you get a free or discounted shift meal? <laughs> and he's happy gilmore like he's he's a big one and oh, i bet yeah. that he's probably got stories i don't know why who tops your list um man you kind of put me on the spot here Shit. okay i'll give you the absolute top of my list is someone that i can't have a beer with because he's sober but i would love to sit down and have a friendly night out with stephen king oh yeah he's the guy that i that i think i would want to pick his brain most um because he's kind of done it all um i would probably say uh, the first one that comes to mind is bill burr oh you'd be a good one yeah because <laughs> he would just be i would take him to a restaurant where i know the service is going to be bad and then i would just sit back and relax chili's on city line <laughs> chili- <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine bill burr at chili's on city line if i could do an impression of bill burr at city line it would go a little something like this but i can't so i'm not gonna do it yeah. Um, all right, you got time I for one this, more story, then we got to wrap it up. Yeah, so we hit Boston, we did all that. Um, I'll tell you about this fans of the RX Bandits, well, that, that are part of this like almost cult like devotion that those of us have, uh, understand that the RX Bandits, uh, they've gone through many iterations over the years, the same core members, but uh, even though they'll deny it, they came out the gate as a ska band. Uh, they kind of they had a they had a record with drive through records and they kind of like brought a more emo feel into it, but kept the trumpets. And then they've kind of turned into this like prog jam rock band. Uh, but they really mix a lot of different influences like punk and ska and reggae and funk and fucking metal. And they're really just and umami. <laughs> they're really fucking <laughs> they're really fucking some shot. They're really fucking everything. Um, they are everything. Bagel spice the band only even better. And um they got rid of their horns at some point. Um, and I don't know if it's because they, they were moving away from horns musically, or they just all became men in their forties and they had to go their separate ways. 
Um, but at the two shows that we that we saw for the first time in like 15 years, the horns were back. Nice. I don't know if it was the same guy, but as a result, they played a lot of really like classic stuff off of progress. They played stuff off of uh I can't think of it. Uh, either way, they they played a lot, you know, and the battle begun. Uh I cannot think of the one that's between them, what the name of it is, but whatever. Um, fans know, and it was really, really it was just like they fucking brought the thunder, really brought it. The horns were the horns were back, and like everybody leaving the concerts were just like, horns are back. The horns are back. Nice. Horns are back because <laughs> uh, the horns were indeed back. And then at the Philly show, they always close by doing a medley involving either decrescendo or only for the night. Two fantastic songs that almost function as a as like the Beatles' "A Day in the Life," where it's like this is what the bandit sound is. Either of those songs are the ones that are going to get you to like. If you if you listen to one of those and you like it, you'll like the bandits. That yeah. that's the you know that's what it is, and uh, so they were doing a medley of those. They brought in a medley of like their big like protest song that they wrote in like the Bush era that everyone kind of sings along with a lot, like does like a chant. But then midway through, he's like, "We got a little something special for you, Philly," and they break out this like just dirty ass funk groove and start singing "Day Man." Ooh, doing it that way and nice. the crowd goes absolutely fucking bananas <laughs> myself awesome. included they played a little bit of day man night man we all sang along and everybody's doing the claps above the head as we did it and then they fucking brought home the thunder to close it it was they blew the walls off the back of the union transfer it was absolutely unbelievable and uh it, it was just after two years inside and seven years, I think, since seeing a bandit show, despite having seen like 30 bandit shows, to see two back to back with the horns back, with my bros, with a reunion coming in uh, of like all of my you know buddies, cap it off with uh, Day Man Night Man. I mean, shit was unfucking believable. That's awesome, dude. So good. I uh, And that's why I don't have a voice today, it was because I was screaming along with everything and just going nuts. And I'll say this, the, the best thing that I ate in Maine was a uh, crock of chili at Route 66, which is just like a novelty place that's really good. Thanks again to Chip Chantry for pointing it out. Followed <laughs> by their, their seafood pizza, which was lobster, scallops, and shrimp on pizza. But instead of a red sauce, it was Alfredo sauce. And this bitch, this bitch right here, he added bacon. It was unbelievable. Nice. That it sounds very unreal. rich. It was so rich, and I went home. And must I have been shit, a lot of umami going on. I shit cream. It was unbelievable. Oh god, that's terrible. <laughs> that's what you get for the octopus picks. Um, yeah, man, our expanded baby, unbelievable. Wish you could have been there. It was so much. Fun. I know. I didn't have the energy, and we had to do anything this weekend. I almost didn't have the energy, but um, you know, better living through pharmaceuticals. I was there. um rapid fire rapid fire food news i have to get this on the air yeah you are familiar with mr kittens the cat from my past that was like my favorite cat until doris no when the first place i lived outside of my parents house my my roommate jay who was at the arcs bandit show he had a cat named mr kittens and me and kittens hit it off kitten slept in my bed every night he would cry outside my door when i wasn't home we became like buddies and it was never a point of contention but i always felt bad because it made i think it made jay jealous that his cat liked me better for the six months that's that happening to me there. right now with my dog it's 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 a novelty thing not a love thing but when we all moved out mr kittens went with jay and anytime i've talked to him since which is usually just like you know every couple of years because we're you know he's far away he's got a kid and a wife and all that stuff and uh, I would always ask how Kittens was. And so this time I found out the ultimate fate of Kittens. Now, granted, we would assume that Mr. Kittens is dead because he would probably be like 28 right now, which is unfeasible for the body of a cat. But I mentioned my cat when we were like telling our lives. I said, what I like about Doris is she reminds me a lot of Mr. Kittens. And he goes, ah, Mr. Kittens. And I said, don't tell me. And he goes, well, one day Mr. Kittens left and he never came back. <laughs> And I was like, well, then we have to agree that he's still out there. Yeah. He was like, absolutely. And like, that's so much better than finding out Mr. Kitten's past. His legend lives on. He's immortal now. Yeah. Mr. Kittens is out there in the world, killing animals and dropping them on the doorstep and getting feral for laser pointers forever. Maybe Doris is his offspring. Maybe. I mean, she is a pure, purebred Russian blue. So I don't know if they'd be related because he was mm-hmm. a fucking street cat 
extreme but kitten coheed kittens was a badass little dude and i miss him and i'm glad that he's still out there riding the wave to eternity um rapid fire food news because there's some things here um yeah let's do it taco bell is doing a cheese it tostada and cheese it crunch wrap supreme stop the podcast is it happening now we gotta go it's in california and it's okay it's only um limited for two weeks or while supplies last and this was written today so we we, we can get out there in two weeks but the supplies will not last i just don't think i can swing the time off i burned it off for my doublet um, but this looks like a giant they they've made a giant ritz uh, uh, cheese it cracker and put it into the crunch wrap and as a tostada it's got the ridges and that holes and everything i'm googling cheese at taco bell right now because <clears throat> i need to see this this is unbelievable Whoa. They're really the man. I love it. Holy hell. Yeah. I'm completely into this. I hope it, it does a, a limited run. I'm going to put like 10 in my freezer. Um, KFC introduces new finger sporks. Their forks and spoons are also, and you can wear them on your fingers. Wait. Oh, wait. This, I might be into this because what's the worst thing about a, that's that's not what I was thinking. Um, Wait, is you, it meant for eating the chicken? Because the person that no, it's meant for eating, eating your corn. sides. Fuck that! Uh, so you don't get a greasy spoon. Yeah. Here's a better idea: Dip. things that you wear on your fingers, so that when you hold the chicken, your fingers don't get grease on them. That makes more sense to like me. Like a corn this, cob holder, yeah. Yeah, like this to me undoes whatever environmental good was happening when we switched to those garbage paper straws that I throw in the fucking trash anyway. Oh my god, dude. I had a whole conversation with Kyle about paper straws. It's when I, at one of the rest stops on the way back from Maine, I got a McDonald's coffee. I pulled out a straw and it was a paper straw. So since I had unwrapped it, I threw it in the trash and I found a plastic straw and unwrapped that. And so it was just more waste on account of how fucking yeah. shitty paper straws are. Um, and then I want to help. I want to help, but straws aren't the battlefield I'm fighting on. Sorry. This last one I'm really excited about. Oreo is celebrating summer 2022 with the debut of a new Oreo Neapolitan sandwich cookie. I'm into it. It is features it three, three creams. Features three cream layers matching the classic ice cream trio flavors: vanilla, strawberry, and chocolate. All sandwiched between a pair of waffle clo- waffle cone flavored cookies. Hell yeah! Yeah, dude. I'm into that. Good work, Oreo. Thanks for turning me on. I had um, one of our car foods that we got up towards Maine was a, I I don't love Pringles, but I'm not above Pringles. And it was Mexican street corn flavored Pringles. And uh, the flavor was, was damn fine. Damn fine. Pringles are trash though, in general. Yeah. But if someone could get that powder onto some ruffles or some kettle cooked. Are you trying to get powder? Try to get some fucking Mexican street corn powder. That doesn't oh, make it sound any less man. like drugs, does it? No, it does not. <laughs> Let's do some plugs, baby. Plugs and drugs. Um, so uh, I am at Dan Scully on all the things. You can check out my website, scullyvision.com, where you can find all of this stuff. Uh, my other podcast, which is apparently currently on hiatus, uh, I like to movie movie, is at movie movie cast. And, um, but well, I that, do have an episode. Now you got to change the title to, I, I could probably movie movie. I could probably move a movie. Life's <laughs> life's been happening and it's just been a lot. So uh, but I will say this: I do have an episode coming out for you on July 10th, our midway through the year countdown. So uh definitely tune into that, and uh, there will be more coming from that soon. Um, follow my Stay dog tuned. at BBA underscore the corgi or don't since she likes Joe better, and visit my website shut the fuck up.com oh is that available is that a good one i i can't imagine that's available i know come on but what if we what if we hit the lottery you know so i found a website today called lennonmurdertruth.com and it's this guy who truly believes that stephen king is who shot john lennon and it's like a conspiracy theorist web page all about uh why he thinks this so i am going to uh read up on this and maybe we'll go on a deep dive next week yeah we haven't had one of dan's conspiracies in a while 
I haven't had time to go down on this because it's very detailed, but it's kind of weird because there's there's definitely a photograph of the guy who killed John Lennon, killing John Lennon, and it's not Stephen King. So I'm really curious to see what compelling evidence this guy has that isn't the uh, picture of John Lennon being murdered by a man. So, uh, so shut the fuck up is not available. Shut the fuck up. But we can get shut the fuck up pro.com <laughs> <laughs> only amateurs for me yeah. shut the fuck up pro yeah shut the fuck up pro.com um all right well that's that's been hot property and as I, always it's got to, it's be, good. to be good and, and it's, it's got, got to, to be, be live, live pro shut the fuck up pro.com <laughs> pro <laughs> uh-